like it's soccer news For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betty Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Patches poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Welcome to episode 93, season 5, episode 4, if you're counting. If you're counting. If you're counting, of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Brought to you by DeBella Windows and Roofs and Doors and other home improvement products. They're currently uh, not really... Uh, partnering with any organizations now but they they messaged us yesterday and said they would love to to partner with pvsp so our discount code for uh 10 off of broken dreams uh is pvsp uh just entered in their dog shit website my name is jonathan and i'm coming to you from northeast portland and i'm josh and i'm coming to you from west lynn oregon Greg in Northwest Portland. Today we're talking about results from opening day and some rumors floating around the PTFC verse. Debella, ciao. Uh, we're going to take some listener questions if we actually got any, make predictions about this coming weekend and some upcoming matches. Yeah. Guys. Sup, dog? Guys. What's up, Sup, dog? Holy shit what a result from opening day what was yours um you thought they were going to win one nil i did i thought they were going to win one nil interesting what was the score greg you tell me let's let's do some accountability here so accountability matters unless your name is jonathan yeah uh accountability is for losers uh (laughs) you are all about to find that out when donald trump wins again it's going to be a really sad day but uh anyway uh Greg, you predicted a measly one to nothing win, showing that you had no faith in the team. Josh, you <laughs> predicted a three to one win, which I mocked because I was like, who the hell is going to score those goals? And then I went with my standard four to two win. And wow, Josh, you're the winner. Bob Barker rules. Uh, oh, yeah. And. I believe that you and I both got the spirit of the game right, and I cannot believe the Timbers eked out four goals, or technically three in a in an own goal in the first half. What a uh, fucking result! Insane. Tell us your secret to being good at knowing soccer, Josh. Um, you just use your heart. <laughs> uh, you don't have one, so I'm not really sure how that works. Use your brain. Uh, well, yeah, don't have one of those <laughs> either. So. Use your computer. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, what a dude! You guys, the the atmosphere leading up to that was absolutely monumental. Inside the stadium was crazy. Outside the stadium was crazy. Before the game, after the game, it was. Greg, are you drinking wine? Yeah, I am. I'm out of beer, and I haven't gone to the store yet. <laughs> that, sorry for the, for the listeners that cannot see this. Greg is sitting in his basement drinking a glass of fine wine, and it made me chuckle because I saw it on his camera next to it, a water heater. It is a 2021 Liberté Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles, California. Huh. All right. That's a uh, cool. Good for you. I don't know if I could wine and podcast. That's a, a red wine, especially. It's kind of like a suck out the, <laughs> the moisture from your tongue kind of beverage. And yeah, <laughs> that's gross. Anyway, um, well, why don't we talk about a few things leading up to the game that were super cool? So all three of us and many other people uh, swung by 1737, which we are working on a new name for the building because it just doesn't pop. But it was a pretty damn cool setup for the for the no pity man like what do you guys think yeah it was um a great setup lots of people one um corner smelled like piss that was cool oh there was that one it didn't even just smell like a little bit of pee it smelled like caked on like all the pee all the piss yeah and the it was pretty gross and Colin pressure washed that whole area like three days prior so you know that piss is really baked in you need it's, to pressure wash a day of. 
Yeah, it has to be day of, morning of, or sprayed with bleach, some type of anti-piss smelling product because that was i had to move three times when like when the air stopped like when the wind stopped blowing and i was just like oh my god but yeah it like drifted right towards us anyone who's concerned about that don't worry it's just outside and if you're just popping in for a a new no pity scarf you won't even smell it for more than eight (laughs) seconds so you're fine um but uh, if this episode, uh, which is being recorded on Thursday, February 29th, uh, early evening, uh, if this gets released before this weekend, there is a look for volunteers for this Sunday. You should see it in a 107 newsletter. There are going to be pressure washing walls and cleaning up things inside the space, getting it ready for some more grander plans and visions. Uh, if you are able, uh, you should go swing over on Sunday and, and check it out. I'll be there if you want to hang out with me all day. Oh, great. I will be flying to Boston on Sunday, so I will not be there. Um, Got to go help out Roy Boy and the Franian. Got some U-Haul U-Pods getting delivered. Going to go pack some shit up. They're going to be here at the end of next month. Oh, yeah. yeah. For good? Yeah, for good. Uh In their beautiful new St. John's home. I was over there earlier this week. Got a new fridge and dishwasher put in. Uh, new flooring starts going in tomorrow. And are you putting cameras in? The cameras have been there since we owned it. In the house, I have three in so there. So you can right watch now. them. Uh, I don't want to watch my parents on camera. You no bedroom cam. Uh, uh, I like for the record. While I I don't want to think about them uh, doing stuff to each other, I hope they still do, and so that would give me hope for hitting my early seventies. But I just um, the visuals probably a little bit too much for me as I continue to talk about it. And so, yeah, no, there will be no there'll be no cameras in a bedroom and I will be turning those shits off as soon as fine. They yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys can go watch anytime you just, want. Just send us the link. Yeah. Um, all right. So TIFO, Greg, that was a beautiful TIFO. It was very well done. Uh, I loved the the whole vibe of it. Do you have any bit of a story about it that you can you can share with the with the audience? I'll just say where that uh, imagery for the front pole came from. Uh, back in 1910, there was a series of mailers sent out all over the U.S. Uh, to sell condos in downtown Portland, and this thing would unfold into a multi-panel thing with you know drawings of all these old uh cast iron buildings in downtown portland and the front of it looked very similar to what we did except it said you know interesting facts about the rose city uh things like that the woman's there the script is all there uh and we actually found a first edition copy of one of these things for sale on the internet And we bought one. So uh, once the new spot at uh, on the corner of Morrison and 18th is set up, we're going to have it on display for people to come take a look at and, you know, see where we get some of our inspirations for Tifa from. Wow. Upwards of four people are going to check that out. Upwards of four (laughs) while in line for the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is that thing hanging on? What the is wall? this little like two by three pamphlet? Oh, oh I think well, it's like smaller than a postcard when it's folded up. Yeah, it's you really showed me small. it. It was like <laughs> so. There were in the KeyBank Club player kids everywhere as per usual, and now some of those kids are getting older, and they were taking all kinds of videos. And as soon as the TFO went up, everyone again, like again, like obviously but they all pan over and they're just filming everything that's happening and the vibe it was electric if i could have taken off my pants during that moment i might have done so but i also would have liked to you know enjoy the game which i did so i kept them on the stadium felt good it felt like a proper party it did. I think everyone was excited to shake off all those cobwebs of the no playoff off season and and get excited about, you know, what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it was loud. It was rowdy. It was fun. It was great to see all of our friends again with our friends now up to the city. And we shook the gates of hell. Ooh, we're going to shake. That's another TIFO tie in. 
Yeah. Uh, Tifo time. So I would like to credit uh, the head coach, Phil Neville, for rocking the Timbers Army No Pity Scarf. And if anyone watched his post-game press conference, the first thing he talked about was the Timbers Army and very specifically the memorial uh, to to Benson, uh, which I also thought was uh, pretty amazing. And he went straight into it uh, as opposed to anything else. And if there is one thing that I hope that happens from the relationship with Phil Neville is that he clearly understands the value of supporters and he understands what they mean to the city and community. And he's talked about them. And of course he's trying to make amends for a bunch of different things, but that type of voice as your head coach uh, back in a front office environment, you know, saying like, Hey, no, these people matter and we have to, we have to make them happy. um, I think it can, can change the vibe. Well, yeah, he was saying that thing about, how the vibe feels like going into a Champions League game when you walk into the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And he gets it, like, because he's played yeah. there and he's won those things. And uh, he, I, again, cautiously optimistic, still has a lot of stuff to prove. It's just one result. But again, earning credibility with the supporters and doing the right things and being available. That's the other thing, too. Um, uh- I also like how he talked about in the second half how we came out of the locker room and he's like, I just wish the half was over already. Like everyone came out sluggish and like, you know, he, like I didn't ever think about stuff like that. And he made, he made you think like, yeah, it's um, like that first half was amazing. Second half was like falling asleep, boring, but not really that much. They had like a, a thousand shots on goal, and we, <laughs> it was so scary. We're gonna get but, to um, the game notes. We're not there yet, Josh. We're yeah, still talking I know, about but it was game. still. It was sorry, but it was fun. Whatever, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we're gonna talk about before we get into the game notes and feelings and vibes is the world's smallest dive bar, and I'm sure all of our listeners got the same email where they were saying. Check it out inside the stadium, the new 10 barrel, the world's smallest dive bar. It's going to be in um, uh, the South End. And so we attempted to go check it out during halftime because we're like, why not? And they now won't let you down there unless you specifically have a ticket. So for all the patch patrol people who know, we went and walked through where PZ1 is and tried to go down those stairs and we got stopped by security and we were saying, well, we wanted to go see the world's smallest dive bar and you're not allowed to go unless you have tickets in that section. And that is bullshit. And then, but you could see the world's smallest dive bar from that area. You just couldn't go to it. It's a stupid little trailer. It was the dumbest thing ever for how much, you know, they put into the the messaging about how cool it was going to be. So, nope. I didn't even hear any of the messaging about it. Oh, um, eh. Yeah, well, me and Greg right. just awkwardly looked at each other because we were going to say something at the same time, and then we just both stopped. No, I decided not to say what I was going to say. Was it okay, me? Well, no, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say it. Did you guys see the lactation pod? No. No. You, so you remember the whole thing about all the the inhospitable place to work for women that came out in all the reports and stuff was like mm-hmm. women having to breast pump in like electrical closets. They brought out what looks like a moving pod or like a little bungalow and it's just sitting somewhere on the concourse and it says lactation pod written on the side and it's like okay like i i see you're trying to be better but is there a less creepy way <laughs> or a more private way to go was it um clear windows to the inside <laughs> it might as well have been yeah. and a big nipple on top yeah, and, and cameras <laughs> and cameras cctv code. yeah we're gonna say good attempt um we're like learning to see, we'd yes. like to see a better a better setup in the future if, if this was on reddit it would be on r slash there was an attempt <laughs> well all right well let's let's get into to some of these game stats the the timbers on paper didn't have an excellent game they just had excellent moments of finishing 
in the grand scheme of what the final result was. Um, they had seven shots, three on target. So all three of them, you know, went in uh, with 41% possession. I'm super surprised to read that number when I went back through and I uh, was trying to see what was going on. Colorado had 12 shots, three on target and 59% possession. That is insane. Not, not see that. But I was just high on goals, I guess. The second half was heavily Colorado possession. Okay. I mean, that would coincide with what you said earlier when you weren't following the agenda. So that makes sense. Right. Because I I follow my feelings. Okay. The possession possession stats make sense with the game state because Colorado came into the second half down four goals. They need to have the ball. They need to press. They need to win the ball high or they are not getting back in this game. And we were happy to absorb pressure and hit them on the counter. So I'm not that surprised. Like I'm surprised at the actual numbers because it didn't feel like we only had 40%. But based on the game state, I'm not surprised that's what it turned out to be. Yeah, I, I, I say surprised by the actual stat, but I think, again, riding high on the goals, you you don't realize those things are actually happening in, in real time. And again, clinical finishing. But talking about some of the stuff leading up to the game, someone talked shit about me on Reddit months ago when I we said something on some episode or I said that Paredes uh, w- wouldn't be a starter. I'd be surprised if he's a starter. And they called me a fool and said, of course, he's going to be a starter. And had Evander not gotten himself injured in the beginning of that game in warmups, I would have been correct. And Evander would have been starting, not Paredes. So whoever that person was, I appreciate that you listen to this podcast, but I also appreciate that you are wrong. And that Paredes is a bench player for depth. Well, Phil said he wasn't, Evander wasn't injured. What? Didn't you listen to the press conference? He said that he got hit in the back of his heel or something in the the previous game against Chicago in preseason. Mm-hmm. And when he was warming up, his um, calf was not stretching out correctly. So they decided to like bench him and let him rest. So he wasn't like if because if you played him, he could have gotten injured and been out for five or six weeks. So instead of they just let him sit out a game. That is an injury because his muscles didn't work to let him play a professional side. Maybe on paper it's an injury. I I don't know. They were they were being precautious. I'm I'm pushing back on you saying Paredes is not a starter. He is a starter. We are overcrowded in the midfield. I agree. He is not a starter on the Timbers, which I think we just established with the starting lineup of all the people who were healthy. He was going to be on the bench until warmups and then was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm playing. He could be you could put him in any other MLS team. He might he might be a starter. But in Portland with our midfield, he is not going to start. He is going to start. We're going to rotate our midfield because our midfield is prone to injury. Uh, he, it, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't make him a starter in in the in the lineup. Semantics. So what semantics, do we think? Semantics. What do we think is going to happen by the end of the season? Oh, there's going to be, be forty-seven thousand injuries. Paredes is going to be the starting goalkeeper by the time the, <laughs> the season is over. Char is playing striker. Like you know, anything's going to happen, but. For what was supposed to be our opening game and our strong roster, he wasn't on the field. So, not a starter. Eat a bag of shit. God, whatever. I was really offended by that comment on Reddit like three months ago, and I they, I think they even called me ugly, if I recall correctly. It was something well, they're potentially not accurate. But uh, anyway, so, Mora, still out, not practicing as of a... Of a of a uh, press conference today from Phil Neville. Still not practicing? Still not practicing. And then Evander ran drills today, and the goal he said was, which I'll talk about from a later rumor bit, but was that the goal is for him to start this weekend, but he wasn't in full training as of today. 
Okay, then why don't you tell me that when I was going on my little rant about what Phil said on Saturday? Because you brought you were that trying up, so to be I, cool, and I didn't want. I wasn't I trying to be cool. I was trying to give information that I had. I didn't want to crush your flow of being wrong. I just wanted to let that just go. And I could just <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Take it in. So, yeah, he only trained at fifty percent capacity today, and the goal is for him to be there on Saturday, but not a guarantee. So I don't know what that would imply, Josh. Maybe you could explain that to the listeners. It implies that you're now behind Greg and DeBella in the human centipede (laughs) graphic that I'm making. Yeah, well, that's on you, buddy. Uh, let's, uh, let's, Let's talk about some goals. Did you see Eric Williamson kiss that badge when he scored? Yeah. Mm, Did you wish that you were the badge? Greg does. I mean, I I called him the sexiest player of the MLS's back tournament. Greg wishes his balls were that badge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, green uh, and pointy. uh, It's a whole (laughs) other level. Uh, But it was amazing. Because that was when we were playing full out attack. Passes were going where they were supposed to go. And Eight minutes in. Yeah, and he uh, he wasn't even like the intended target of that pass. It ended up just being like a yeah. slow roller through the through the box, and he saw his opportunity and took off and nailed that shit. And it was like again. So early in the game, I forget what minute it was, but it was what the eighth or the the seventh. It was the ninth minute, and shout out to Dairon Espria for doing the unsexy work and making that near post run to draw the defender in clear space. He also deserves a little bit of credit for the lead up to that play because he and Mourinho, uh, like pressed when someone that you they lost possession and they went and won a throw in, and that's what started that whole uh, that whole play. So uh, good, good on them. And then going into the next couple of goals, who the hell is Anthony? And not like, who is he? We know who he is, but whoa. And we only saw bits of him last season. But if that's the type of skill he's bringing to the table, like the first goal, that header, uh, again, Paredes, amazing assist into the box. And like on a button in the exact right spot. And Anthony, that's like one of the hardest headers to actually score uh, from where he was in terms of position. And the fact that it goes in, unbelievable. It's really good that we have bench players like Paredes who can make those passes happen to get a second (laughs) goal. Anthony was incredible. Both his goals were amazing. I don't mean to jump ahead to his second goal. Uh, obviously talented, gifted, he's big, he's fast, he's all those things. I'm going to say he got a little bit of a boost uh, similar to a rookie pitcher in baseball gets uh, when they're new, and that's there's not a lot of scouting reports for them. Yeah. And I don't think Colorado knew who he was or what he could do. I don't think we knew what he could do. (laughs) I don't think we did either because even Phil said in that interview, going back to that again, he um the post match interview he was saying that like we gave him that first season to just like get accustomed to the area and then he had his kid a week ago too and wanted yep. to play like good for him dude yeah. that the curl that he put on that ball to to turn that you know into the what was the third team goal but his second goal was just one of those things where that to me is you know a a hingming son you know, curling shot from a premier league level player. It was perfect. He dribbled around players. Didn't look like he was going to get anything off and then just turned it into something that it wasn't. And that was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You know, everyone's watching his um, tapes now trying to figure him out. Yeah. Yeah. DC United is, has watched this so many times this week. We're not going to get a brace out of Anthony (laughs) this week, but that's the great thing is, we have so much firepower in other spots that that's okay. Yeah. I, if anyone that like playing him one-on-one as a defender now is going to be actually difficult. And we'll talk about this. I wrote it down later, but 
when the dude from Outer Roses on our podcast summit made the prediction that Anthony was going to have, I think it was like 12 combined goals and assists. And I was like, after that first game, I mean, Grant, he's not going to have a brace every game, but uh, I think we're going to see a lot out of him as a, as a player this year. Does him forcing an own goal count as an assist? So this was when we saw that ball like cross, like where our angle was, we couldn't tell if that was an actual, like he shot and scored. And I was like, did we see a hat trick in the first half in MLS? And then realized, no, we did not. But I still think that should count as an assist for, uh, for the purposes of his bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see blah, 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 blah. what continues to happen. Like this is un, un uncharted territory for a young player like him in Portland, at least from the time that I've been here. So I think Greg that you were incorrect about was the concern about the left back position. Eric Miller played a very decent shift as a uh, as a backup player. I was so wrong, and I love how wrong I was. That was that was solid. Great freaking job, Eric. That tastes so good. Um, we can also say uh, I was wrong uh, about you know obviously with Moore being out and Espria being you know our main striker. He played excellent hold up play. He hustled at every ball, every player, every opportunity. There was that was all for Dyron. That was not for uh, like. Most of our positivity from the first half was was related to his actual play. So uh, very very good. What else we got? I got two other things I wrote here for this specific game. But uh, Pantemis Pantemis, I don't know how to say his name. Again, not our starting keeper, but he had some excellent saves throughout the game. Where again could have been goals and was in the right place at the right time. But again. A bench player because Cropo couldn't get his green card uh, done in in time, which I still don't understand. But amazing, Absolutely he did. Amazing. He did do great. He stopped those balls. Uh, they would not have been goals though. Colorado was offside. Oh really? For two of them, yeah. Yeah, for the balls. Mm-hmm. The offside. Balls that he stopped. Yep. See the balls, balls with his hands. The balls can't be past the last defender. Yeah, they can't. Nope. Why not? Because they get stuck between their thighs. Oh, oh that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That um, makes a lot of sense. We're stupid. Yeah, we are. Uh, this the... episode sucks. Sorry, guys. No, this, this, <laughs> this episode's amazing. Greg, not you guys. I'm saying sorry to the the fan. Oh, <laughs> Wait, the fan. <laughs> the fan is the Russian bot, so I'm not really sure what they're going to take uh, take with that. But so Ivicic. Is clearly the third choice, and during another press conference, Phil Neville mentioned that Muse would have been the other person on the bench. Uh, so I like Ivicic is the fourth choice. So I have to yeah, imagine Muse was is. on the bench. Wait, he was? I thought he was. Yeah, Ivicic wasn't on the bench. No. Get the. F- no. Oh, we got a journalism. Hold in on. Real time. We're Ivi- Ivicic is just waiting for. Can an you play offer. the podcast music, Greg? Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, hold on. Which right which here. podcast music? Doom 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 doom. Yeah 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 yeah. Okay, we're looking it? at it. Journalism's in real time. Josh is holding up his journalism, phone. Journalism, 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 journalism. So Ivicic oh, yeah. didn't even make the bench, and we could have had another five players on the bench. Yeah. Okay. I saw him um, beating off in the parking lot. <laughs> And if he wasn't, prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then we should probably make a quick mention about the the scab referees. I'm a pro union guy, and so it's always a a bummer when there is a lockout. But I feel like we had decent scab refs versus other teams who played during the week. Center ref did a decent job. Uh, line ref was trash. Mm-hmm. The one who called uh, Anthony offside, right? The one who called Anthony offside, and he called Colorado's goal not a goal. Oh, that's the right. offside from his angle looked offside because he was like dancing around the ball, 
and it looked like he touched it when he didn't touch it and was just following it. Mm-hmm. So you would have thought that was an offside. And then that's why replay showed it actually wasn't. There was a third thing I don't remember, but yeah, that one line ref was garbage, but the center ref did a good job. Yeah. Hopefully. I felt like he was judicious with his cautions. Mm-hmm. They didn't come out too early. They, I think there was one, there was one yellow called where like they didn't even touch the guy. And it's like, really that, that that's a yellow, but anyway, but all in all, it was fine. Overall consistent. I didn't leave that game going, man, the ref totally fucked us on that. And yeah, totally. I do that regularly during the season. I didn't feel well, like I had any bad feelings. Yeah. Well, pro sucks. <laughs> Josh, they may suck, but we're supporting them as a union. Maybe Josh. We can, yeah. Support the union, but let them play. How about they just ref PDXFC games? <laughs> what non-league is that? Um... That is the the Sunday Kickball League, I believe. UPSL, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they play against FedEx. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, again, that's what I had there for overall game notes. But that was a really fun game to watch and a really fun game to be at in person. Stadium, again, not sold out, but way more full than it was for most of last year, especially the Army the army, even though again not full, was was pretty close to full. Uh, I was I was very impressed to see it all. It was full. It wasn't. We were sitting up at the top of two hundred six. Watch the and it was like yeah. okay, but there was people. There was people like it was okay. It wasn't completely full, but it was ninety percent. 95% I'm saying yeah it was it was way more dense than it has been in a very long time and if that's the vibe that we're going to bring to the table it just again it changes everything so yeah uh, uh, we will not forgive we will not forget but uh, we can we can but we'll on. forgive and forget no we'll just move on so it's a, nothing's going to change we all know it but that's anyway true. let's talk about some rumors so rumors more rumors in play of this striker, Jonathan Rodriguez, who is from Uruguay. If I said that country name correctly or not, I don't know. Happy to be corrected by a, a more informed person. But I, this is where I'm going to pop into the Ned press conference. Not Ned. Jesus, I wrote down the wrong name. Uh, Phyllis Neville. Uh, Neville's press conference today. He said they are looking actively at two to three DP players uh, and they need to get it right. Biggest focus is to make sure that Evander is ready for Saturday. He wants a DP this window, but he knows that he and Ned will be judged on the success of this DP. And then specifically called out that we did not have a single DP on the field last week in terms of what is a traditional designated player. And we still managed to win the game four to one. And so his whole thing was, I want one this window. We're looking at two to three. We're doing tons of due diligence and, you know, figuring out like what's going to make sense, but also kind of gave the vibe of if we don't get one this window, I don't think we're in trouble and we could look more at the summertime. Isn't Jonathan Rodriguez old? He is. He's like, well, like in his thirties. Yeah. Why do we do that? When, when we have a young, we're, we're sort of phasing out the old and having this whole new young team. Like, why wouldn't we get a younger DP? Uh, well, Greg is pouring himself another large glass. So that is a that is a two serving pour. Uh, that, um... <laughs> but I, Josh, you're not wrong. the The injury history of that player, the the salary that that player would command, which it looked to be like $4 million a year, which would be our most expensive player ever in terms of an actual annual salary. So I I hope it's not him, and I hope it's a younger, you know, if you're going to pay someone four mil, like it doesn't have to be a 33-year-old for whatever. I'm like, shit, go back and... You go back to the Robbie Keane era who when he came to the Galaxy and he was amazing and he probably cost half that amount of money in terms of like his salary. But again, don't really know. But we'll see. You guys hear anything else about any rumors about a DP? I haven't heard anything. I didn't even hear Neville's press conference today. 
Uh, it, I only saw that it was posted 20 minutes before we we started to record. So what did he say other than that? Um, he said Josh sucks. Yeah, he was like, uh, I tried to tell Josh that Evander was injured, but he just you know misinterpreted what I said, and I tried to ensure to Greg that. You know, Miller is a, a, a decent left back, and he can cover until Claudio Bravo comes back. He's a great depth piece. And uh, same, I uh, uh, should be doing this in the Jamie Tart voice. But then he also mentioned that Paredes was probably like his like third best bench player. I like that he's rating his bench players. <laughs> he didn't say that. I just made that up. Everything else was pretty much true, except for all the things that I was making fun of things from, from earlier in the episode. But no, man, great game. Great vibes, love all the excitement, and definitely looking forward to this weekend. Would love to get a DP player done before then. And actually, we can take that listener question because we did get one. This is Dr. Underscore AW uh, from the Timbers Army Northern Alliance. What happens first? New DP or new kit sponsor? Maybe we find someone to wear, sponsor the new kit, and then we DP them. Oh. I'm just going to leave it at that because I was about to say things that Greg was going to have to cut, and I'm trying not to make this difficult for him, especially given the the wine that he is consuming. But I got wine, too. Mine has my name on it. You go. (laughs) I'm, for the record, folks, I am drinking... A diet Dr. Pepper because I have to go to the other house today and do some more things around it. But I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. What does that actually mean? What do you mean? Are you directing people? You're not actually doing work. I. The biggest problem about acquiring this other house is that I've had to do work and now Brianna knows that I know how to do it. <laughs> and so I will have much less leeway at home. The kitchen in that place was so, so dirty. And when I say dirty, I don't mean like disheveled dirty. I just mean like whoever lived there never cleaned it. And like the cupboards are wood and they're it's nice, but just caked on grease. And so we finally just yeah. bought like Dawn Super Spray or whatever hell that shit's called. And you just walk around and you spray it let it sit for five minutes and you walk back over and it's just puddles of yellow all over the place. And uh, we've cleaned that kitchen probably five times at this point. And we're going to go back. I was going to say, you have to probably clean it around like five times before. Yeah. Like the amount of get stronger degreasers, black gunk underneath, like the, the cabinets where you would use your hand to open something. And then it's like, you do a whole thing. You're like, Oh, it's clean. And then you just take a peek underneath and you're like, that looks like tar. Uh, and again, same thing, Dawn, whatever spray, but I was there this week. We got a new fridge in there. We got a new dishwasher. Um, so I've been doing actual work, Josh, and it is a fair question because normally I would not, but, uh, Brianna was very, if you need help, I'll always help you. Oh, thanks, man. I, I might take you up on that at some point in the next month. Yeah. Uh, Leave us a voicemail at 503-583-4... So two, three, five. So I'm going to answer that question again. What happens first, new kit sponsor or new DP? I think a new DP is way more likely to happen than a new kit yeah. sponsor. I think, but not till sponsor. summer. I think. You think it's going to be summer? Yeah. Greg, okay. You think we're going to get a, a new I, DP this window? I think. Why can't they both be the same thing? Like, make Baskin Robbins are our kit sponsor and then you know kyle the night manager on fridays can be this our dp striker yeah like that's one in the I same mean, kyle might be a dope player you never know oh kyle played in club teams in middle school he'll be fine yeah exactly. <laughs> he'll, he'll be fine <laughs> Kick some, he'll score some of them goals so all right we, i know we addressed it comically at the beginning of the episode but again the can't can't avoid the the news of Debella and the kit sponsorship, and I have a couple of takes uh, from from what's happened. And what I will say is, yeah, it sucks. It's shitty, and it sucks that it's similar style news that's been plaguing us uh, for the past however many years. 
but the positive spin I'm going to have on this is the the front office acted immediately in terms of making a decision. And those fools were down there covering up. Like <laughs> The first thing I did today when I rewatched the game was I was just trying to count how many times I saw the DeBella logo all inside the stadium. And Me I too, because I'm like, oh my God, this is going to cost is, so much to change yeah. everything out. It is a lot. Uh, there are a <laughs> lot of logos. And I mean, shame on them for picking DeBella in the first place. I mean, like you could have read anything like anything about them prior to, and they're clearly not a good company. Uh, that's like if you if you it's like being surprised that you ordered shit and then all of a sudden you open the box and you're like hey it's shit uh so but holy shit (laughs) wow that's poop in there who knew and so the but uh, again in the old days it would have been you know brushed under a rug and you know hey we don't know what's going on and at this time it was straight up action no, it's, it's amazing how well they responded and how quick they responded. Yeah, it's it's like they're trying to impress us because they know that if you give us more than if something happens and you give us more than like four hours without a crazy response, we're coming in yeah. and going to destroy it. The my favorite part about it was it didn't take any fan outrage to do it. So and that yeah, was exactly. Uh, it was just like, hey, this is a problem. You know, we we got to be done with it. And so pulling off all the jerseys from oh, you guys both look frozen. Maybe it's my Internet, uh, but pulling off all the jerseys from the racks and pull everything pulled from the website. You can't buy the new kit anymore. It's already pulled from the PTFC Authentics and from uh, from Greg the MLS be able store. To get his kit? What's that? Is Greg going to be able to get his kit? I ordered my Chinese bootleg a week ago. That's already on a boat. Yeah. Those jerseys now are going to be the collector's items is the new joke because there's not going to be any of them. And Josh, as you predicted during the last episode, I will not now be able to order that jersey. It will not be hanging in my closet because it doesn't exist. I know. That sucks. Yeah. But now that it's rare, you're going to want it. Yeah. I... Wish I would have bought one now. Uh, I got a but, Chinese bootleg I spent $22 on. I'll sell to you for 2000 Well, you know, they, still have, they probably have them at um, Dick's and um, Tercy's and those places probably still have them. I'm sure they're going to be still available in some places. But, but yeah, I I hope they use this as an opportunity to to reset and to focus on nonprofits for the rest of this year in different charities and uh, find a way to make it right. I'm excited to see whatever they choose to wear for the the game on Saturday because again, uh, what I mean, all their their kits are uh, with Debella. so it's they gonna be do the, it's gonna be blank this Saturday. But like, it, what they kit? should do the UNICEF like the UNICEF thing with Barcelona. They where they wore UNICEF and donated every game. Yeah, you know. They they put that logo on the kits in the stadium. Like their kit man does that. I don't think that's true. It is true. Their kit, it's yeah, not. their kit man, Neon Dave. Neon not, Dave, the kit man, does not put the Debella logo on the kits. He does the player name and numbers. No, Neon Dave puts everything on. He's got the heat press. Yeah, no, no, no chance in hell, dude. He's Neon Dave. Dave. You guys are both wrong. I, I don't doubt Neon Dave's abilities. I Neon Dave might be the, the raddest dude in the world. I don't know who the hell we're talking about, but you we're know, talking I'm gonna, about Neon Dave, the kit guy. I'm going to call Chris Wilson, get us a tour. I'm going to take you into the stadium and show you that you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, I am going to tell you that you're wrong, and we should place a wager for what, what kid is on the field on on Saturday. Blank. Which, I'm yeah, say which blank. kit, asshole? Oh, home. Oh, which design? The new home. You, you, you're saying pine trees, no oh, wait, Debella the, logo. No, the pine trees. The, pine trees. The palm trees one, and then the um, the green one. Is that the other one we have? I don't. Need, what's our other kit? Pine trees, no sponsor. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to break something out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, we can we can move on. But yeah, that's Debella fucking not surprised and not 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 surprised not like 
disappointed is not even the word at this point. I don't know what it is, but I'm glad that, again, the right action was taken and we can move forward. And if you want a jersey and you're concerned about it, swing by and get the no pity one because it's pretty fucked. Did did you read the whole Oregon Live article? I did. Did you get to that part about freaking embezzling $1.4 million and attempted murder of cops? I, I did. Uh, that <laughs> like, was... When I you- think- I think Colin's comment on that was like, hold on a sec. I need to walk my dogs. JK, a cab. <laughs> and just starts blasting cops. So brap, brap, brap. yeah, <laughs> the, the story, <laughs> I remember when that story actually happened and it was the, the, they said that there was an attempt of like suicide by cop to where you, you know, are trying to get yourself killed. And so you shoot at cops and they shoot you and, in, in in the U.S., generally speaking, the cops don't miss, as we can all uh, we can all tell. But the the whole when I sent the link to Brianna when the story broke, she thought it was going to be four or five paragraphs, and then three hours later, when she was finally done reading all of the things in that story, it was it was unbelievable what had happened, and it the the lawsuit isn't even over sexual harassment or you know whatever it's just over wrongful termination and then all those depositions and whatnot that's where all the crazy like hush money paid for sexual harassment in the workplace and they both were having an affair with that person and this that is just like holy hell man uh i all most of that stuff you could have googled prior to signing the 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 deal all I got to say is that's a pretty awkward way to find out you you have cl- chlamydia. It's <laughs> a pretty awkward way to find out that you have chlamydia. All right, dog. Um, that's right. Get tested. Um, so, uh, uh, but the I think that's pretty much it for Debella, unless anyone has anything else they want to say. But I saw one. I think we should give him another try. <laughs> I saw there was uh, uh, someone said, you know, by kit sponsors, and it was a graphic that said Debella undefeated plus three goal differential. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be in first place forever. Uh, and that was a pretty good chuckle. But yeah, fuck them. Good. I'm glad they're gone. I hope that they do the right thing and find uh, a better a better representation of our city and community and supporters. But the only other thing I wanted to call out was Greg and I, I mentioned this earlier, we did join the Outer Roses last week for another podcast summit in which Greg and I were held accountable for our awful predictions, although Greg did get one correct, which was, do you remember which one, Greg? Uh, that someone quits the podcast? That you said someone's going to quit PBSP and yeah. you thought it was going to be Josh, and we uh, had some pretty good <laughs> jokes about it, and then I said it would have been Josh or Randy, pick one, and it uh, was very, very funny. So uh, if you haven't listened to that, you should go listen to it. We all made some pretty wild predictions that were crazy wrong, but we had a good time, and then we made new predictions for this season. I think they released that like right away as soon as we were done done recording but it was a good time hanging out with those fellas and they yeah they're they're good dudes unlike fucking borisonic whatever yeah anyway all right predictions for this weekend who are we playing this weekend dc united yeah and their striker wayne rooney's team Christian, no, Wayne Rooney went back to England to coach Birmingham and then already got fired from that. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Yeah. But Christian Benteke had a hat trick last year and everything I've been reading uh, last year, last game, and everything I've been reading saying that he wins more header duels than defenders. So it will be interesting. So McGraw is going to have to mark him. But again, he never quite made it in the Premier League in terms of turning into a star playing for like Liverpool and Crystal Palace and whatnot. But I think now that he's got his feet underneath him here in MLS and is starting a season fresh and is going to be formidable. So yeah, but he's a household name, isn't he? He is definitely a household name because he played for Liverpool. Had he been at Crystal Palace the entire time, no one would even know who the hell he was. Yeah. Also, side note, he had his hat trick against a revolution side that was down a man. 
for about 75 minutes. So By take, accident, it, or did take it with a grain card? of salt. He got two yellows, but I think one of the yellows was questionable or was it a defender? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. So Timbers versus DC United Saturday, March 2nd at 7.30 p.m. at your very own Providence Park. Greg, what is your score prediction? I was thinking about rolling out my 1-0 yet again, uh, but I'm really liking the firepower from last week, so I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to say we win 2-0. Ooh, 2-0 Timbers win. Do you want to call it any potential goal scorers? Uh, We'll get another one from Eric, and I'm going to say... No, no, back that off. I'm going to okay. say Moreno and Espria both open their their accounts oh. for 2024. Ooh. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Josh, I'm going two two one. Okay, and I think Eric and Espria. So Williamson. Wait, you need to specify which Eric. Eric yes. Miller is going to get a goal. Uh, we know who Eric is. E Y R K one. Yeah. E-Y-R-K? Isn't that how he spells his name? Eric. E-R-Y-K is Eric Williams. E-R-Y-K, yeah. I am going to go with a 3-2 score line. Timbers win. Three own goals. uh, Yeah, (laughs) because Anthony just pummeling their left back the whole game. I am going to say that we see goals from – I'm going to go positive. I think Evander is coming out and he's playing. Evander, Anthony, and the best bench player, third best bench player, Paredes. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, I just for the future, last season, what we as a podcast tried to do was go every two weeks. And obviously last week we released an episode leading up to the season. And this, you know, obviously with all the crazy news and the, the great win for the open home opener i think we'll probably move back to that we haven't really discussed it but so uh we'll we'll do we'll go again here in another couple of weeks so the next few matches are timbers at new york city fc saturday march 9th 11 a.m pacific uh timbers at houston saturday march 16th at 5 30 p.m pacific and then timbers versus philadelphia saturday march oh, 23rd yeah. at home at providence park at 7 30 p.m it's almost a month of away matches. It's pretty crazy, actually. It's two weeks, yeah. dude. No, it's like almost a month, Greg. Oh yeah, because the game is the game on Tuesday is March second. Yeah. You're you're rounding up by twenty one days. Yeah, so it's not two weeks, dude. Two weeks is fourteen days. You dumb fuck, Josh. What's the closing track? Closing track is the party has begun by Freestyle. What the hell is that one? Oh, you'll know it when you hear it. Okay. Josh, where do they reach us? (laughs) The only two things I have to say this whole episode. We (laughs) have a... What? Keep going. (laughs) Okay. You can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235. Instagram, Portland Vanity. Twitter, PDX Vanity Soccer. Now available on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, and everywhere else you choose to listen to podcasts. iHeartRadio is doing podcast of the year right now, so go on there and vote for us. Obviously, we're going to win because we have upwards of four listeners. Yeah. And um, we thank you. And we also have a playlist on Spotify where you can hear this amazing new track from the early 80s. And just search Radio Free PVSP. Who and changed the episode name to DeBoring? I did. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas. I'm going to go clean the house. Good job. I'm going to finish this bottle of wine. Jesus wow. Christ! That was a, I'm gonna go cry. It's like a fuck. I was like, "Wow, Josh, are you not even gonna drink that wine? Why even keep it? Because it has my name on it." So if you had it, ladies and gentlemen, the, the party has, has just begun. Wow! I wish I could dance like that guy. Gee, it must be great, great. Yeah.
Welcome to episode 93, season 5, episode <laughs> 4 of the, of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Debella Roofing and Windows. They are such a wonderful company and have offered our listeners at PBSP a... Uh, no. <laughs> A ten percent discount. discount. <laughs> uh, discus, sorry, I, I fucked it up. I that was going well for a second. Um, Use butt plug Greg twenty two <laughs> in checkout to get ten percent off. Broken window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start again. That you had to throw uh, in there. <laughs> I was pressing the pause button, the mute button, while I started coughing. All right. <clears throat> 